And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. We're getting together every week to bring you some of the best music we could find just driving up and down the highways of America. That's right. We're finding it in the ditches. In the gutters. Uh, yeah. I, I am ducked through a couple of trash cans and found some. Well, you found burgers that way, too. I'm well, pretty sure. Yeah. yeah sometime yeah. back, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, So uh, people ask us, they say... Derriere's exactly exactly what is Americana music, and uh, you know there's a lot of definitions. Oh, there's a lot of definitions. Uh, but for our purposes, we say that it is music that has distinctive American roots. Exactly. And having said that, it could be folk. It could be rock and roll. It could be rockabilly. It could be blues. It could be boogaloo. Did we say classical? Not yet, but you just did. It I could did. be soul. It could be R&B. It could be minstrel. We even decided it could be electronic dance music. It could be. It could be. All those things and more. And uh, so the format of the show is that we uh, each of us shows up each week with a virtual handful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other exactly. guy. Exactly. We play it pretty close to the chest And here. we parse them out one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And uh, I believe I started last week. You did, indeed. So, you, Leo, you are up. You know, a few years ago, a guy that I was working with in a recording studio, uh, we were doing some road trips, you know. And uh, he turned me on to this this guy. His, his given name is John Webb McCurry. All right. Okay. And he was born in uh, in 1954, uh, and he's from uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So uh, he he's a good musician and everything. But um, his he, what happened was he developed an alter ego, and uh, the guy's alter ego's name is Webb Wilder. Okay. Okay. All right. This is, this is fun, man. Uh, he, like I say, he was born in Mississippi, and, and like a lot of other uh, bios you see on these guys, it says he could sing before he could walk. You know, okay, I, I yeah. get it. I yeah. get it. it. It goes. But anyway, his, he had, he had an, an aunt, and her name was Lillian McMurray, and she was the founder of Trumpet Records. Okay. And so he had kind of a, a leg up yeah, on the industry, convenient. right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was a mentor uh, to this guy, and he gave some advice as he was going. But anyway, the Webb Wilder character was created in 1981 for a short comedy film created with friends called Webb Wilder Private Eye. <laughs> and, Perfect. And the, the, the character was supposedly a backwoods private detective who fell out of the 1950s and happened also to be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love it. So the, the short was actually released and appeared on a variety show. Uh, but he had a number of groups over the years. He had uh, the Drapes and the Beatnecks and the Nash Vegans. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he had a he had a knack for combining a straight ahead rock and roll surf guitar you know like the ventures stuff and some Dwayne eddie style guitar work you know with the whammy bars and right and he was all over the place anyway uh he he's definitely an americana kind of musician and um and as of t- uh last year uh, i checked up on him uh he's still out there he's not touring or anything but he is working as an afternoon shift disc jockey for in murfreesboro uh, radio station WMOT. Wow. So if you ever get a chance to listen to this guy. <laughs> so we're going to get anyway, we're going to kick it off with this guy. Uh, this song is called How Long Can She Last? A daddy bought her a baby blue duster when she turned 17. A daddy was a fool to trust her. Well, that was one little mean machine. Lord, you need horse sense to handle horsepower. Mama should have intervened. But I'm gonna send one twenty in the red. License plate said Darlene, but she was always in a hurry, trying to pass. Pedal to the pedal and she gave him the gas. Rock and roll music, playing full blast. How long can she last going that fast? She made a monkey of the county sheriff. He couldn't just look away. She burned by a million miles an hour, making those pine trees sway. This farmer's daughter wasn't doing like she ought to. She was jumping because it's too fast to go. She done a donut in the lawn, almost home. Sheriff let her off because she was cute. But she was always in a hurry, trying to pass. Pedal through the middle as she get to the gas. Rock and roll music, playing for blast. How long can she last? Going that fast. How long can she last? How long can she last? How long can she last? Daddy was a mobile home magnate He couldn't tell his baby no He made so much cash off the trailer track He thought he had to put on a show She had a credit card from Neiman Marcus And Fredericks of Hollywood She showed the little boys things in their wildest dreams They never thought they'd have it so good But she was always in a hurry, trying to pass Middle to the middle, oh, she gave it the gas Rock and roll music Playing for blast, how long can she last? Going that fast, how long can she last? How long can she last? <laughs> no, we're talking, we're rocking out, man. That's some good stuff. We got the juices flowing here. Yeah, it's a good way to start, Leo. Well, thank you. So I guess we're up to you now. Yes, we are. And um, uh, I stumbled across a tune that I remembered as a kid. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, it's Wolverton Mountain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Okay, and and I never knew too much about the song other than it was popular when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the guy that wrote it is a guy by the name of Claude King, and he was born uh, near Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, Eddie, he was interested in music as a kid, but he mostly was into sports. Okay. Stuff. So he bought a guitar when he was like twelve, but he played sports mostly, you know. But he recorded a, a few tunes. Uh, uh, for Gotham Records early on, and uh, then finally he signed with Columbia Records. And he had a couple of big hits right away, Big River, Big Man, you know, they were top tens. Um, but then eventually, in 1962, he released his best-known recording, Wolverton Mountain. And he collaborated with a Nashville musician, a uh, guy named, by the name of Merle Kilgore, okay? Yep. So the song is based on Kilgore's uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so Merle Kilgore is a, is a real character, and the guy's name is Clifton Clowers. Wow. Now, see, that's a spooky guy, as I yeah, recall. Yeah, well, he lived on Wolverton Mountain, north of Moralton, Arkansas. And, and originally, they did the song. It kind of lacked polish and everything, so they worked on it, worked on it. And, and, uh, but eventually, they started performing it, and uh, Clifton Clowers came to numerous shows, oh, really? and uh, they asked, and he asked everybody to call him Uncle Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's precious, man. Yeah. So anyway, but it was an immediate hit. Uh, it, uh, for nine weeks, beginning in June of '62, it ranked number one on the Billboard Country Chart. And uh, it remained on there for a total of 26 weeks, yeah, so half see, a year. Okay, that's, so, that's pretty good. Anyway, but uh, it, it brings back memories to me. It's a fun tune by Claude King, Wolverton Mountain. They say don't go on Wolverton Mountain If you're looking for a while Cause Clifton Clowers has a pretty young daughter He's a mighty hand With a gun and a knife Her tender lips Are sweeter than honey And Wolverton Mountain Protects her there The bears and the birds Tell Clifton Clouds If a stranger Should enter Dreams are on Wolverton Mountain. I want his daughter for my wife. I'll take my chances and climb that mountain. No cliff and clouds, he might take my life. Her tender lips are sweeter than honey. And Wolverton Mountain protects her there. The bears and the birds tell Clifton clouds. If a stranger should wander there, I'm going up on Wolverton Mountain. It's too lonesome down here below. It's just not right to hide his daughter from the one who loves her so. Her tender lips 
are sweeter than honey and Wolverton Mountain protects her there the bears and the birds tell Clifton clouds if a stranger should wander there I don't care about Clifton clouds I'm gonna climb I'm gonna take the girl I love I don't care about Clifton Clowers I'm gonna climb up on that mountain See, that, I, remember, I remember that very, very well. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And there was another, there was a, there was an answering song. I can't remember who did it. Some gal came back and... Yeah, the that she was the girl. From Wolverton Mountain. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah. We're gonna look into that. Yeah. So a little inside information to the folks listening, if there are any. Um... <laughs> Uh, that, this is a situation where uh, I picked that tune and you had it on your plate. Too. I had it. I was going to put so, it in today. It's like he just served up a nice, <laughs> juicy chicken fried steak and I just pulled it right off your plate. Yeah. So. Well, just get, it happens. It happens. It happens. So, so. That's, how, that's the rules. <laughs> Not that we have many. But, Not that uh, many, no, no. Okay, well, back to you, Leo. What do you got? I want to move uh, forward about four decades, uh, give or take. All right. Uh, for a song that was recorded in 2019. Uh, 19- 2019. There you go. Easy for you to Easy say. Easy for me to say. Uh, this guy, his name is William Apostle. That's his full name. Okay. With a great name like that, why would you just take a stage name like Billy Strings? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, well, Apostle's hard to spell. Apostle, it is. They might call him an apostle. <laughs> But some people might think that he is. Uh, maybe he's doing religious music. I don't know. <laughs> this guy's incredible. Billy Strings, you know, we got to see him live a couple of years ago down at this Walnut Valley Festival. Right. And uh, but he's got quite a history. Um, he was born, let's see, in 1992. That makes oh me feel so old. You are. Okay. And so are you. But there you go. <laughs> now, his, uh, his, um, his stepfather, okay, was a huge influence on him. His guy's, this guy's name was Terry Barber. And he was a picker in the Michigan bluegrass scene. He never really played professionally, but boy, he really, infili- uh, really influenced Billy. Uh, he introduced him to traditional bluegrass at a young age. His uh, music of Doc Watson, Del McCurry, David Grisman, Bill Monroe, John Hartford, Ralph Stanley, Earl Scruggs, Larry Sparks. I mean, this kid was force-fed some great music you bet. down along the way. Um, he was also a big fan of uh, rock and roll and heavy metal. It, which you kind of kind of hear. Yeah, you can hear it a little bit. What, what he's playing. Sure. It says he was influenced by Jimi Hendrix, Johnny Winters, The Grateful Dead, Black Sabbath. I mean, <laughs> you know, this kid's got influences coming from rather, uh, every direction. But where did he come with the nickname Billy Strings? And, and that turns out that came from uh, from his aunt because she said it was his ability to play multiple traditional bluegrass instruments. He could play any kind of string. And so he was Billy Strings. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, uh, he had this, um, the song I'm going to play is called Watch It Fall. Uh, and it was on his album they released in two ni- uh, 2019. This is just a really great cut that really shows off not just Billy and his ability to play and sing, uh, but he, his choice of backup musicians. Uh, he's got a troop of players that just are spot on the money all the time. And um, he's got a, he's done a lot of appearances with some of these buddies, but he's got a pretty good core of guys that he works with all the time. So we're just going to play this song from Billy Strings from 2019. It's called Watch It Fall.
can't seem to work this out And you can still pretend And these tattered walls and burning bridges Quickly start to fall How long until there's nothing left at all I've been to California, man I've seen them city lights Been stranded in the desert Scorching days and freezing nights And I'll never understand Why people try to walk so tall How long until there's nothing left at all Don't you love what you got used to Where we used to feel so free Won't you wait a while in silence, love Watch it fall with me commentary there 
Yep, what a talent! What a talent, yeah. man! He and he writes the lyrics. He uh, he comes up with a really mature, really for oh, yeah. a guy of his young age. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, good pick. Look what time it is! I think we're about out of time for this segment. Yeah, we need to take a little break. Yeah, so uh, we need to go out, and police the area, right? Clean uh, up like we usually do. Like we usually bag do. the trash, bag the trash, bag the neighbor's trash. And yeah, we usually end up doing that. We usually get <clears> bagged <throat> with the neighbors at least once while at least we're here. Once, at least yeah. once. Yeah. So it's it's only fair. It's only fair. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> grab that tire, tire tester. Oh, yes. Time to test tires. That left rear inside dual. So, it's still uh, tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. Okay. Well, uh, we'll be back here pretty quick right here on Trucker's Radio USA. Hey, we're back. We're back. And uh, this week we are broadcasting from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Galloway, Galloway Township. Township, New Jersey. You know, yeah. I, I never heard of this town before it showed up. You know, we hit it with a dart uh-huh. and everything. But, you know, we're, we're pretty close to uh, uh, Atlantic City. I realized that after just, we got here. It's a, an adjacent township, actually. Yeah. That's the major attraction up here. But this is an old this is an old place, man. I mean, this was established in 1774. Wow. It's got quite a history to it. But, I mean, among other things, it's the largest municipality in the state of New Jersey. Uh, it's just a cool place with a lot of nice people, and um, it's, a, it's a beautiful park. What more can I say? Yeah. It's oh, been a it's good been time. great. It's people been have been time. real friendly. They have. Yeah, they especially have. our neighbors. They had, we had a quite a night the other night. Boy, we did. <laughs> we were taking out the trash. <laughs> Yeah, we almost got took out with it. We got trashed, but there you go. Yeah. Well, okay. people, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, uh, why is it that you uh, travel across this great country of ours in this old RV, uh, broadcasting your show from all these Shady Grove RV parks? Well, our friends, you know, that are also on this station, you know, they, yeah. they have these places called... Ranches, yeah. yeah. And matter for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Dos Cabezas, Dos Cabezas. yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Alan Bailey, the Swing of Gate Ranch. Right. We've been there. We've been there. Tennessee Jim has the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. Never been invited. Not yet. Nope. Orrin Friesen, the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Yes. And um, you know what? Up until now... Uh, we hadn't had a ranch, but we do have a ranch. We do now. have a ranch now, and uh, we've been looking for a name. Yes, for our RV. Yep, and uh, and we got a name, and the name is Rambling Rose. Rambling Why? Yeah, that's us. That's us, uh, Rambling Rose, the RV Ranch, and this is a special ranch. Well, you know why? Because it's a ranch without, without fences. fences. Yeah. We just go wherever we want to go. That's right. Right here in old Rosie. That's right. Yep. Well, listen, I think we're kind of moving along here. We are. We are moving. And as if, if I'm not mistaken, I did the last song. Yes, you did. So I think it's your turn. Can't wait to get to this guy. Uh-oh. He's an American swing musician, big band leader, actor, television personality, and convicted murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you got to love it. I mean, you got to love that. Okay, well, a guy by the name of Donnell Clyde Cooley. Clyde Cooley? Spade Cooley. Spade. Yeah. Oh, man, he is such an incredible... I had no idea about (laughs) his credentials. Oh, man, this is really an interesting story. So um, we'll get to the murder part. Yeah, really? Yeah. I can't wait. So he was born in 1910 in Grand, Oklahoma, and in the 30s, his family moved to California during the Dust Bowl. Okay. Right? Yeah. So he joined a big band led by Jimmy Wakely, 
which uh, played at the uh, Venice Pier Ballroom in uh, Venice, California. Is it Venice or Van Nuys? It's in, well, no, Van no, Nuys is a different, different place. place. Yeah, okay. okay. All right. I'm from Kansas. Yeah, so I, I know. know. It's central Kansas to be specific. <laughs> so he joined this band playing fiddle. And, uh, but Jimmy Wakely got a movie contract and uh, Cooley replaced him as band leader. Oh, really? So he just stumbled into this wow. thing. Yeah. So he had this great idea. Uh, you know, Bob Wills was out there and he had this, he had t- uh, Tommy Duncan, you know, singing with a him. Wonderful singer, yeah. So Cooley hired vocalist Tex Williams. Wow. So, so he was capable of that deep baritone sound that uh-huh. was made popular by Duncan, right? Exactly. So they, they did that. They had uh, an unbroken string of six t- top ten singles, um, uh, you know, in, uh, the, in 1945, I believe it was uh, that year. But anyway, uh, he also appeared in 38 Western films, uh, both in bis- bit parts and also as a stand-in for cowboy actor Roy Rogers. Oh, really? He looked a lot like Roy Rogers. Wow, yeah. okay. There's a mental picture. We know what Leonard Sly looked like. Right. But now we know. Okay. So um, he was also, this is interesting, in a so-called Battle of the Bands at that ballroom. And afterwards, he claimed he won and began to pro- promote himself as the king of Western Swing. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, a lot of people insist that Will's deserve that title and uh, Milton Brown should be called father of Western swing. But however, the first documented use of Western swing for this style of music was in 1942 by Cooley's promoter at the time, Foreman Phillips. Oh really? So whatever. Well, so uh, anyway, um, uh, Ella Mae Cooley was um, uh, Cooley's, I want to get this right. Okay. She was his second wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And she'd been in a singer in his band, and, and then they got married. So he suspected her of being unfaithful, because she told a friend that she'd had an affair with Roy Rogers in 1952 or 53, right? Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, so she asked Cooley, who had been unfaithful many times, um, you know, and, and she said she wanted a divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. So in March 23rd, this was in 1961, he filed for a divorce, citing incompatibility and seeking custody of their children. In April 26th, he was indicted by a Kern County grand jury for the murder of his wife on April 3rd. Oh, really? And apparently it was pretty brutal. Um, but he claimed she had been injured by falling in the shower, <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, but anyway, several, several times, yeah, <laughs> and she fell again and then again and again and again. Anyway, um, but uh, the the the, the um, trial was the longest uh, tra- case in uh, in county history at the time. And oops, don't worry about that. Um, and and then uh, so he was uh, sent to jail. Um, and then Ronald Reagan, who was uh, at the time, he was the governor. Okay, okay sure. And he agreed to pardon Cooley. So um, the the California state um, unanimously voted to parole him on February twenty second of nineteen seventy. Okay, really? so, okay th- wow. so they were going to parole him. Yeah. But in um, nineteen sixty nine in November, he received a seventy two hour furlough from the prison to go do a show. 
at the Oakland Auditorium, the fundraiser. They let sort. him out to go do a fundraiser. A fundraiser, show. right? Okay. He had a heart attack backstage. Oh man! So he never never got out of jail. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> anyway, you can't just, make that stuff up. Not man. make it up, man. What a story. Wow. So, so, but anyway, okay. So, what's the thing you think of? I, I'm gonna put you on the spot when you think of a Spade Cooley tune in his orchestra. Well, I mean, his, his yeah, his, he was as manic, you know, but you got a harp in there. You got a harp. You got to have to have a harp. I yeah. always have a harp. So, right. um, and, and it was like, and I, I think it's funny because so many times the harp starts it and then you don't really hear it until the end. And you and have you the hear big it first again, minute. right? Yeah. So I figure the harp player starts a song, goes out and have a cigarette. <laughs> It comes right. back for the end of the and song. The <laughs> so we'll see how that goes on this tune. is from 1946, Spade Cooley, Oklahoma Stomp. doing during the rest of the song smoking a cigarette smoking a cigarette that has to be that's probably one of the weirdest <laughs> stories i've ever heard yeah you know he apparently he was a bad man but he they sure could swing man so. he could swing gee yeah. whiz well what do you think you're going to follow that up with leo man i don't know 
That's a, that's a toughie. Yeah. I, I, the only thing to do really, Roger, is to do a complete 180. Yep. And, and so. just back out and start over. So so I've been sitting on this. I didn't know when to put it in. Uh, now it seems like a really good time. This guy's name was Alwyn Lopez Giraud. And Al Giraud. Oh, yeah. Okay, now here's the thing. Here's, the, here's my history with this is going to, we're talking about easy jazz, okay? But when I, when I first came off the road in 1976 and ended up back in uh, Kansas City, uh, I felt like I had been on the road for two years, you know, running around, listening. To, you know, we were on for some of that. We were mostly listening to, um, you know, pop, rock and roll yeah. and, and bluegrass and, uh, you know, folk music and stuff like that. So I've been a steady diet of that for quite a while. And then I show up in Kansas City and I, and I fall into this group of people that are, you know, they actually have jobs yeah. And they have like real incomes and stuff. Yeah. And they're having these great mm. pool parties, which you, you have come to a few of those. More than one or two. Oh, more than one or two. And but everybody was listening to this style of music. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, you could listen to pop and rock and disco, which was really popular at the time. But when the parties were going on, they were playing this kind of music. And so I got a, a steady diet during that time of I mean, George Winston. Uh, Chuck Mangione, Kenny G, Anita Baker, Joe Sample, mm-hmm. Pat Metheny. You know, th- th- that style of music has been uh, has been described as being caught between jazz and pop. Makes sense. Which makes a lot of sense, really. Yeah. So anyway, I, t- I picked this particular tune because I like it, and it was a big hit for him. Um, he was, um, uh, just so you know, he, he was born, uh, Al Giro was born in 1940, and he passed away in 2017, but he's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And the song I'm going to feature today is a, a tune called We're In This Love Together from an album called Breaking Away in 1981. It's like diamond rings, precious thing. And we never want to lose it. It's like, baby, it's something that we love to see. Every time hear the music and we're in this love together we got the kind that lasts forever we're in this love together and like berries on the vine it gets sweeter on Thank you. 
I, I, I gotta tell you that song. I like so many of the songs of this genre. Just they just speak summer to me, you know. Oh yeah, they put you in a place. They do put you in a place. Yeah. So there you go. All right, it's back to you. It is now, Leo. We have featured Les Paul on the show before, sometime right. back. Uh huh. Um, but I'm I'm going to feature a tune by Les Paul and Mary Ford. Uh, this classic. Um, you, you know, I think it it deserves its own. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. Spot. I agree. So they were they were music superstars during the first half of the '50s. They put out 28 hits for Capitol Records between 1950 and 57. Wow. But this is interesting. Um, I really didn't realize. Of course, Les Paul was um, a pioneer in electronics and all that type of stuff. But listen to this. Um, these songs. So I'll tell you the song we're going to listen to, which is well known. It's How High the Moon. Okay. Right. Yeah. So um, these songs featured Ford, Mary Ford, harmonizing with herself. Right. That was a new technique right. back in those days. Multi-layering, yeah. uh-huh. giving the vocals a novel sound. They did all their recording at home or on the road and submitted the masters to Capitol with Paul dictating to the record company what songs were destined to become hits. Oh, man. Yeah. Take charge guy. Yeah. And so uh, they also used... Which is now, it's a u- ubiquitous recording technique of close miking. Right. Up to that time, folks would, folks would stand way back from the mic. And like that. Have a big sound. Like we're way back. A big room sound, right? Instead of up here. Right. Yeah. So, um, they, it, it, so it produces you know, a more intimate type of sound, right? yes. more close in. So, um, and it also emphasizes low frequency sounds of the voice. But anyway, it, it, the result was... It was a sound that was wildly divergent from what was going on at the time, right? Right. So um, after extensive tour and recording, they decided to leave Hollywood, and they moved to New York City to make the crossover from radio to television. They took a cramped apartment where they conceived and recorded their arrangement of How High the Moon. So it contains 12 overdubs. Using the guitar and Ford's voice. Now she played guitar also, by the way. Okay, it's quite, I guess, I don't quite think I good. That. She she more that uh, swing and rhythm mm-hmm. type stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, so they they got it done, and Capitol was reluctant to release it. Uh, but then they released like five more hits, and Capitol said, "Okay, we'll release it." <laughs> <laughs> so within a within a month, it was released in March of '51. How High the Moon and Mockingbird Hill captured your hit parades number one and number two spots, respectively. Wow. <laughs> two of their songs. Wow, that's very cool. So during 1951, Ford and Paul earned $500,000. And I looked it up. That'd be over $4 million in, in today's, in today's terms. dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they had uh, recorded, they had recorded more top 10 hits for the year, for that year in 51, than Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, and the Andrews Sisters. Combined. combined yeah so um so they they uh he bought a cadillac to use on their expanding road tours with plenty of space for the gear this is cool they also purchased a woodland retreat in ma mawa new jersey in the Ramabo ramapo mountains it's easy for you to say no not so, not much. so much and their mountain including a recording student studio their mansion included a recording studio 
in an echo chamber carved out of a neighboring mountain. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and you know why they did that? Why? Because, because they, they could. could. <laughs> so uh, I was going to do a little less popular tune, but uh, when I listened to this with all that information behind it, this tune oh, yeah, takes got, on a whole different thing. So let's listen to it. Let's follow Mary Ford, How High the Moon. Technique. It came to me while we were listening to the song. They, they, when they talk about um, getting closer to the mic, it's right. called the proximity effect. Right. And there's a whole math thing about that. You know that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. Well, I didn't know about that history though. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's fun stuff. Oh, look hey, at, look at that mountain. That's, 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 that looks like a good place for an echo chamber. Let's just carve a piece of it. Let's, out. let's buy it first, <laughs> and then we'll uh, make an episode. <laughs> I love that. Oh, You're right. Brother. We are out of time. We're, we're out of time. All right. Well, let's get out of here, and then we'll come back. Uh, this is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. <laughs> Look out. Look out. We're backing up. We're backing up because uh, that's that's kind of what we do. That's what we do. We are the derriers. The derriers, and we back up. Yeah. Yep, yep. So this is the part of the show where we, uh, we like to suggest that people... Uh, Go to our website. Strongly suggest. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, go to all of our websites, actually, on all the internets. And the Facebooks. And the Facebooks. Yes. All many, those. Uh -huh. uh, mini books. Mini, mini. And, uh, but anyway, this one is thederrieres.com. Right. Or you could go to our band website. The band website is threetrailswest.com. With the number three. The number three. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to either of those websites, you will find a lot of content. content. And if you watch it, we're sure you will be... Contented. contented but you might also become confused, confused in which case you might want to 
contact, contact us. us. And there are contact us tabs right That's there. That's exactly right. Uh, or you can use our new uh, uh, email addresses and get right to us. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, Obviously. at thederrieres.com. Yeah. So uh, the other thing you can do, if you go to the Derriers uh, website, you can click on the Americana Roadshow tab. And you can download any of our past episodes and listen at your leisure. Actually, just take them on the road with you. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go Go nowheres without without the the derriers. Exactly. Well, Leo, I finished out the last segment, so um, I think the ball is in your court. Well, putting this show together is kind of a stream of consciousness thing for both of us. Right. You know, we come with our pockets loaded and we don't know what the other guy's going to do. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to do, which is kind of the case which is the song that I'm going to play here in a minute. I started out wanting to feature another uh, a singer-songwriter artist uh, named Natalie Hemby. And I will get back to Natalie because she's, she deserves a little attention. Uh, she's got kind of a, a Missouri connection, which I think is interesting. But anyway, um, I, I got distracted because she has co-written with a lot of other people. She, she's better known as a writer, basically, um, than an entertainer. And one of the people she's collaborated with is a gal named Miranda Lambert. Okay. And Miranda is kind of incredible herself. Uh, get a load of this girl. Is, uh, she was born on November 10th of uh, 19, what did it say, 83 in Longview, Texas. Um, but while she was still in high school, this girl had so much talent, she made her professional debut singing uh, with a Texas Pride Band. Okay. okay. She was fronting the house band at the Rio Palm Isle in Longview, Texas, where okay. she's from. And it's a long-running venue, and it had presented a, they say, a lot of legends started there, like Elvis Presley and Willie Nelson. Uh, that's where Brooks and Dunn were okay. the house band at one time. So anyway, at the age of 16, she appeared at the uh, Johnny High Country Music Review in Arlington, Texas, which is the same talent show that helped launch the career of Leanne Rimes. Oh, okay. Many, many years ago. Right. So then she gets a, uh, she gets a, re- a recording uh, contract, right? And uh, she goes to uh, she goes down to, to Nashville to record uh, the uh, the album, and she left because she just didn't like this pop music then that they were giving her to play and sing. Oh, yeah, she, she didn't sure. like it, so she went back to Texas and asked her father to teach her how to play the guitar so she could write her own songs. Oh wow! Hey, Dad, <laughs> teach me how to play that guitar thingy. So well that that just really set her on fire after that, and she ended up collaborating with a lot of other writers along the way. One of which was the aforementioned Natalie Hembry. Okay? okay, and and that is the case of this song, which she wrote with uh, Natalie, and it's from her album uh, that was released in 2009 called Revolution. And the name of the song is what caught my eye in the first place and led me down this rabbit hole. Uh, the name of the song is the Airstream Song. Gypsies 
And, I, and we don't live in an airstream, but I can certainly identify. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, that one. was mine. I'm going to jump right into this and make it quick. Butch Robbins. Okay, he's quick. Uh, so he was um, the longest tenured uh, banjoist for Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Right. And he also was bassist for the Newgrass Revival. So it earns him the distinction of being the one and only Newgrass Bluegrass Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Anyway, he recorded this album. This was his first solo album in 1977. Uh, listen to who's on it. Kenny Baker, Norman Blake, James Bryan, Sam Bush, Ronnie Rito, Marty Stewart, Buck White, Jimmy D. Brock, Roland White, David Sebring, and Carl Himmel. Oh, yeah. This is a great wow. version of the song Stumbling. <laughs> That's fun stuff. That's a, huh? great, that's a great one. All right, Leo, what do you got? Well, if you got a name uh, like Concetta, Rosalie, and Ignolia, why would you just change it to Connie Stevens? I don't know. I don't know. It just wow. wouldn't fit. Uh, I'm going to play a song of hers from, uh, from 1960 that really put her on the chart, but I just wanted to mention this real quick. Uh, she was raised in New York, but at the age of 12, she witnessed a murder while waiting at a bus stop in Brooklyn. Wow. And the event traumatized her so much that she was sent to live with family and friends in Boonville, Missouri. 
Oh my, that's just down the road. For 30 years, just down the road from where we live. Yeah. And then in 1953, at the age of 15, uh, her father took her on out to Los Angeles, and that's where her career really got started. Wow. So she had a a lot of big ones, associations with people she met along the way, but this is the one that really put her on the map. This is a song that went on the charts in 1960, and it's called 16 Reasons. Why I love you The way you hold my hand Your laughing eyes The way you understand Your secret signs They're all part of 16 reasons why I Sweet voice, you know. Oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty girl. What a, what a talent. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at the time. I think we are out of time, Leo. It's, we got a boogie. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> that's some interesting stuff, this show. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fun. Pretty much, yeah. I, I'm not going to sleep too well tonight, I'm I, afraid. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, you know what? we got to figure out where we're going. Oh, that's right. Mm, that's, that's right. right. So, okay. uh, let's see. I Who's threw the dart last week. So um, I got to get the map. You get the map. Yeah. Okay, okay it's, so it's back here in, in the closet. usual place. Okay, I know, but it's the same place. You're putting stuff in here. Who put stuff in here? Well, I'd be, it's okay. keeps ending up at the back of the Okay, closet. here it is. I got it. Got it. All right, all right, all right. I'll put it on the on the this godforsaken wall. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, you got it all smoothed out. Yeah, I think it's good. Okay, okay get the right. dart. Oh, I got it. It's in it's the in spoon, spoon drawer. Which spoon? The other spoon drawer. Other spoon drawer. Okay, second spoon drawer. Okay, I got it. I got it. Got it. Yep. 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 Okay, I'm ready. Now. So get over there in the circle. Yep, right here. Okay, I'm good. Are you ready? You're gonna turn around three um, times. Three times. Yep. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. Oh man. Where, oh, we went pretty central. Kind of north a little bit. Yeah. Wisconsin, and Wisconsin. we're close to the water. Um, Denmark, Wisconsin. Denmark. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Sounds like a good place. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, that'll be an interesting drive. Well, yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Well, well good. We're going to get packed up here. Yeah. Head out of here tomorrow morning. So, um, 
Uh, it's been a fun show. It has been a fun show. Yeah. Some unexpected twists and turns. <laughs> there you go. That's kind of the way it goes sometimes. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in a week with uh, lots more great tunes. I saved some up for you. So, and I uh, saved some for you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I, I'm all a quiver. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, until then, uh, we'll be on down the road. Uh, this is uh, the Americana Road, road show, show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. And look out behind you. It's, it's the, the Derriere. Derriere.